Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined uh, this evening. There we go. Uh, by a uh, singer-songwriter. Uh, he plays in several projects. Um, uh, he's the owner of Sickle Moon Recordings. Uh, he uh, plays in the band Haunter. Uh, he also makes music under his own name, as well as under the project Crone. Uh, his latest album is Crone was uh, Fires on the Distant Moon. Uh, his latest album uh, under his own name uh, was Dream House Burning Down, a whole family was inside. And the last Haunter uh, release was the third Halloween EP, um, which they do annually. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you, Aiden Keys, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> good to have you here, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, I am looking forward to a laid back weekend. I only have plans today, so that's always a good feeling. Are these your plans? <laughs> this, and then I'm playing some magic later. So. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, magic the Gathering? Yeah, we're going to do a, a draft a box tonight oh cool that'll be fun um yeah what what did you do today so far uh, i worked kind of a short day and then i got together with my parents with my partner and we got lunch and I'm just kind of hung out and visited cool um what was uh for lunch today we went and got uh irish mint shakes at cops so damn that sounds pretty good yeah they're all right we covered a um uh, like an Irish folk record today on Breaking and Entering, and it made me realize, like, oh, shit, it is March. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is the season for that. It's coming up. I don't really do anything for it, but my parents do, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm the same way. So, uh, Aiden, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so... um. Yeah, uh, we first met, I believe, at a Nausicaa show, which is now known as Tsunami. Uh, shout out to Matt Glassell. Uh, Haunter played a show with Large Print um, two summers ago now. That was a really hot show. Do you remember that show? Yeah, it was pretty messed up. Yeah, I am bad with heat. So I there are multiple times, more than I usually do, where I just had to like go outside and sit down for a while. There's no escape though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like <clears throat> I kind of miss that now. I mean, I really do miss it as in, like, really, like I just miss shows, but yeah, that was, um, that was, it was still a great show even though it was sweltering. Um, and then I, the, saw Haunter again um, for the, that day-long Cactus Club show mm -hmm. that Ryan King hosted, um, which was about a year ago now. Yeah, it was right before the quarantine hit, so. Does it feel like a year has gone by to you? Not really. It was definitely pretty abnormal, despite I'm not necessarily a person that goes out and does a bunch of stuff, but I still could tell uh, how weirdly time was passing last year yeah yeah 
Um, so Aiden, what we usually start with is, uh, are you, where are you originally from? I'm from here. So um, I was born in Milwaukee, spent the first few years of my life in Bayview in an apartment. And then my family moved down to South Milwaukee, which is where my dad is from. So. Okay. Um, where are you located now? We are in River West right now. Oh, cool. I think you, you, you dropped the Haunter shirt off at my apartment. Um, yeah, you're a couple bucks away from us. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's handy. That's what I like about this neighborhood is you find out you live like a block away from somebody. <laughs> yeah, and you can just kind of hand deliver that stuff instead of going to the post office and all that. Yeah. Very easy, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about like when you were younger and you were a kid. Um, what role did music play in your life when you were little? Like, what did you grow up listening to? That kind of stuff. Um, my parents kind of raised me listening to pretty good music. Like, I was aware of a lot of like punk music and stuff like that when I was a kid because my dad was into it and my mom was into like uh, new wave things like that. <clears throat> I still talk to my parents about music a lot because they still care about it a lot you know and like when I was young I, I wanted to like I, I remember wanting to play music and I started with viola in middle school and stuff like that so okay. it's always kind of been a part of my life yeah sure okay. okay so that kind of answers the next question which was when you started playing um so you said you started with viola yeah, well, I remember this uh, Casio keyboard that probably everyone had with like a whole new world on it and stuff with the flute sound. I remember making songs on that with like uh, when I was in grade school and stuff, like just playing with uh, Casio chord system, you know. As you would get a little older, um, yeah, I guess like uh, when did you start writing songs? I would say in middle school. I picked up an acoustic guitar from, well, I got an electric guitar first, but I didn't really start writing until I had an acoustic guitar. And um, I like recorded a CD and brought it to school and stuff like that. But it was never anything beyond that, really. I didn't really start being out in like a music scene or anything until Hunter like came back together. Um, once we were all here. So, um, yeah, I wasn't in like any, like I was in like a band with my friend, but it wasn't like a band where we would like make CDs and distribute them and play shows and stuff, really. Sure, okay. I guess I'd love to hear about um, like when Haunter formed, like how it all started. Well, it started when I was in college in Point and all these guys, um, besides Pedro, Pedro I knew from middle school and high school. And he was who I had a band with in high school called Hyphy Triangle. And that was where, where I knew him from. And we kind of had, when I went away to college, we didn't really talk that much. And that's when Haunter formed. Then we were just doing like, acoustic guitar stuff, very atmospheric stuff. 
uh, stuff that you could like bedroom producer stuff almost, except with four people. Um, and we kind of got together because at Stephen's point, we, we could recognize that we had uh, drive with each other compared to the other people we were around. So I had met Alec in a separate class and John in a separate class. And then we we're like, oh, you guys know each other. And um, so yeah, then we started recording music. Then we recorded two albums like that. And then we were on hiatus for a while because Eric wound up going on a, a trip overseas. Okay, sure. That's kind of where it started. Um, and it wasn't for a few years after that when I contacted Pedro, this was before Alec or John or Eric were back in Milwaukee or around us all. I contacted Pedro to play some music together and we wrote uh, Stay Close and we wrote Play With Bones and we wrote um, Out of Place in his basement, his parents' basement. And then I was like, we should bring this to them. And that's how the second uh, kind of incarnation came about like that. Yeah, because uh, you definitely had had number of albums under your belt and that project that span uh, pretty like past decade almost. Yeah, it's weird to think about for sure. Like uh, it's probably went to, to college with them in like 2010 or something. So where did you where did the name Haunter come from? Um, I don't think that it came from a Pokemon. We all like Pokemon, but we were trying to come up with a name. I don't remember who came up with it. It was either Alec or I said it and um, well, we were walking around or something. And we came up with it just because, especially back then, like our focus was on kind of that like foggy, misty, ethereal aesthetic, you know? Um, and that's what the word came to mind. And it fits for the Pokemon too, but we yeah. share the name, yeah. That it's very accommodated by the series of Halloween EPs. Definitely mm -hmm. the, the the darker and more dreary side of uh, autumn blues, if you will. Yeah, I think that for all of us, that stuff really resonates. We love like horror movies. We watch horror movies together. Um, we all are fans of different types of horror, but like uh, at the same time, we can all kind of bond over that um different different movies yeah yeah oh, yeah for sure um love that um so um so then like uh so do all of you guys uh, now live in milwaukee we do um pedro is in i think he's in like bayview area or st francis or something um but the rest of us are like around the greater not the greater milwaukee area like uh shorewood east side river west type stuff uh, so we're, we're all pretty close now yep. um yeah uh and then yeah worm is your 2016 album uh yep. a lot of love i love a lot of songs on that record um i'd love to hear more about kind of the concept behind that one that's a really good way to kind of uh think about it because that's how we came to it was like a concept like not a concept album like please understand or something it was more like at that time we were like um wanted to make something jangly 
because that's what we could make. Like we we had one mic over the drums and we had a mic on a guitar and we wanted to make something jangly and sincere and influenced by the 1990s. So we have these moments on the album that are pulling from when we were kids listening to music. Like not even like music you'd be like, oh yeah, I listened to this band back in the 90s. Like what what a lot of what we're doing now is compared to with like Duster and My Bloody Valentine. We wanted to get at like, what's that vertical horizon aesthetic, those like 90s, um, 102.1 alternative rock type bands. Oh yeah, sure. So that was basically the concept for the album. Um, and we wanted it to be big. Like, I think it's like 17 songs. Um, and that was basically it. Yeah. That's gotcha. cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I um, when I talked to you guys for Breaking and Entering, um, after that Nausicaa show, we talked a little bit about Please Understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to, uh, if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing like the idea behind that record uh, as well. Yeah, so I started writing songs for that album that were all kind of about a central plot. Uh, and some of them are not because I ran out of steam. But I still think like aesthetically they fit. But um, the the basic idea is kind of like a crash landing of a ship of an alien and um, someone finds it, someone that's out in the woods um, at a lake and they find the alien and the alien's scared and the person tries to explain like that they're not gonna hurt them and stuff like that. And they share companionship for a while. You hear the alien like sensation I was thinking of an alien that's been traveling through space, feeling nothing um, for like years and years and years from their home planet to earth. And then they step out and all of a sudden they feel all these like uh, physical feelings, um, things like that. Like I was trying to think about more of a, um, like the granular part of the story rather than just like the big, plot arcs like I was trying to think of what the alien would be feeling and um, what people around the alien would be feeling and um, in the end the person is basically like too stressed out to deal with it and because uh, because they're hiding this alien basically and they're like get out of here like I always picture like Lassie like uh, when like I think it's Lassie or some other movie with a dog where at the end, they're like, go on, get out of here, go on. They're weeping. That's what I picture it like. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I really, well, speaking of which, of that, um, like that plot, um, I do, I, I love the song E.T. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's sort of, I think, the one that would come to mind to a lot of people in relation to that uh, sort of, um, extraterrestrial subject meets meets mankind subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the lyrics are pretty clear on that one about it. It's not so much like what I was talking about with sensation. It's like like the the battle between like 
treating this thing like another human and then people treating it like uh, something to be like uh, cast away or cast out. Have you ever seen the movie? It's kind of a silly movie, but have you seen Paul? No, I haven't, but I know I've heard of it. Yeah, with, uh, what's his name from Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead? Simon Pegg. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Seth Rogen is the voice of the alien. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny, but yeah, that's that's a good example of like the alien is just like another one of the dude, like one of the homies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your most recent EP, Halloween Three. It, like when I listened to it, I felt like it was nostalgic in like a like like uh, a a sad way but in a way that like really made me like just yearn for like a semblance of normalcy in the world again because like I I just kind of like pictured myself just like seeing you guys play in like another basement party Mm -hmm. um, when I was listening to that EP um and it's very like emotionally abrasive um but like i but in like a in a really good way like it just it it, i felt like it captivated what a lot of us um who enjoy like those diy shows and stuff are feeling with quarantine and everything um so i yeah i'd love to hear kind of just like what some of those songs are like what they touch on from your point of view and whatnot you know the way you just said kind of makes me think about it in a different or or it adds an element to something that I was kind of thinking about with it so that album is it's kind of album length it's like an EP but is very different from our process with every other album because we were not able to get together um, before it to write songs for it because with the other Halloween EPs we were like okay let's start working on the Halloween EP we sit down and we get into the mindset of that um kind of feeling and then we write like a few songs for it whereas this one was like we were like oh it's october and like we haven't been able to practice or anything um but we should still do a annual ep you know because that's what we care about we like love halloween we think it's really important to emphasize it for people to, to have them think about it um so we kind of pooled a bunch of recordings that we had either like scrapped or didn't wind up using or recordings that didn't fit perfectly with the band. Some of the recordings are original for the EP. Um, other ones are starts of songs that were finished up for the EP. Um, and I kind of, I was the one that stitched it all together, which usually John is doing the final uh, pass on everything, you know? And I wanted to make it, I mean, it's with the album art, it's like obviously VHS inspired, like old horror movie inspired, but I'm picturing like when you get these tapes that someone made, like they record stuff from a TV and all of a sudden it skips to something else from the TV and it still makes kind of a cohesive uh, product, like the tapes that people would pass around to each other. and. Um, and the fact that you think of it kind of as a, and I mean, you didn't say it was an homage, but like 
thinking about it as a reflection on the DIY community in Milwaukee, it's like, it's almost like the inspiration for the whole EP was this like forlorn DIY art form from the past also. Um, so I can totally see why you would get that from it. This is often how it happens to me with lyrics too, because I just write stuff down that I'm feeling. And then I look at them as a whole or hear someone say something about it or ask me what they mean. And it makes me think about it in a different way. And then I'm like, have a whole new layer of meaning uh, for it. And that's, that's what I've always like wanted music to do for people. Like you listen to it and you figure it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, and I love that creative penmanship fun um, because, you know, for like, I love when artists or bands like kind of spell out what something is about, like on Bandcamp or something. I mean, it, I just kind of pull like from that and like, oh, like I, what you're saying is pretty straightforward, like I, or otherwise, like you're breaking it down. But it, there's a thr there's a thrill to uh, interpreting it completely, like independently of context in that way like i mean it makes it fun it makes it interactive like it just it can be entirely different from either what was intended or what the next guy uh might have interpreted something and um like i'm thinking of like what you're explaining now and like kind of um applying it to like um my own understanding and uh i'm just thinking of like you know, like boxy TVs from the nineties and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to go listen to it again now. Yeah. Um, you must. Yeah. I certainly will. <laughs> um, this is why I like, uh, having these exchanges. Cool. Uh, what, so, uh, that being said, yeah. Well, uh, have you guys been working on anything, uh, as of late since then? Yeah. Um, so we had a few songs, from before the quarantine that we were playing out. Um, so we've been working on those a little bit. Like I said, we hadn't been practicing for a long time. Uh, we just finally got around to it recently, but we, we think we're gonna release an EP next um, of songs that we've performed already, but also a bunch of songs that uh, no one's heard except for us. So that's pretty exciting. And um, it's kind of, going on on I guess sort of what's going on on please understand but we definitely have gotten more into like just grooves I feel like like a lot of please understand is based around the vocals whereas this I feel like we're starting I mean we always kind of start with the music but this one it's like the vocals that we're writing for these songs are going to be fitting having to fit around what we wrote because it's kind of uh, uh, weird. Like it would be distracting if you were trying to do two things at once. Yeah. So like focusing more on different rhythms on the guitars and the bass, um, it could feel like a stylistic choice for us for a long time was keeping the guitars straight, slow and like eighth notes, you know? And I love that sound, but uh, like adding a bit of like, funk feel to it where the guitars are more rhythmic than the main uh, aspect of the piece or song. Cool. Cool. 
least for some of the ones that we've been playing. Yeah, I'm intrigued to hear what you guys uh, uh, come up with next. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Um, so your other projects. Um, I remember, like, at first I was like, wait, are Aiden? Because I, I was like, is Aiden crone? Like, I had to, like, put two and two together, you know, mm -hmm. like, at first, like, when I started following Sickle Moon. Um, but then I realized, like, it's just you doing something completely different. Yeah. Um, instrumentally. So your record under your own name, Aiden Keys, uh, Dream House, Burning Down, Whole Family Was Inside, taken from a lyric of the song Cream Cup and a Cigarette. Mm -hmm. uh, from that, yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to um, pull up. I want to reference exactly what I wrote. It's lo-fi indie rock with a dreamy yet dreary texture full of idiosyncratic stories, tales of a dramatic cookout, nature clearings, a man who dropped out of college and lives in a basement, and the sick doings of the tooth fairy are all part of what is here. There seems to be an underlying theme, themes of loneliness, bleakness of the world, and haunting memories. It's an ideal listen for a gray and gloomy day. That's what I wrote. Um, how on point was I? <laughs> um, I think that baseline for a lot of my music is gray. Um, because that's just, I don't want to be like, oh, my spirit is gray and cloudy. But like, I just love that weather. Like that's where, like more often than not, I feel cloudy, you know? Um, and, it, and it makes me happy. Like you feel happy thinking about sweating in a basement, you know? And um, so I think that when I sit down to make something, I generally, it's always textural when I'm thinking about it. And my textures are always based on something I like. And I think that I just like that kind of grayness. Um, I feel a lot of loneliness. I think everyone does. I think that what I wanted to do with this album was kind of break out of my comfort zone and like break something, like do a more non-traditional singing style. Um, I think when I came up with the album art, I was very happy with how it turned out because that is exactly how that album sounds to me, kind of uh, jagged and a black and white um, collection of like memories and um, thoughts. And I think that your assessment is pretty good. Like it is supposed to just kind of put you in places and tell stories about these places, you know? Yeah, especially because like the moon, like this alien dude in the bottom right hand corner. Mm -hmm. Um there's like a dog and like some animals, but also a car that's like like kind of bending on over the side of a mountain. Mm -hmm. It looks like a mountain. Yeah, it's it is very uh jagged as as you said. Um I relate to those feelings too. Um, I've always had an affinity for um, overcast uh, weather and aesthetics and atmospheres. Like, um, why well, I definitely love like um, 
drones and like uh just really like foggy reverb heavy mm -hmm. music um it just kind of feels like a uh not necessarily gothic but sometimes i mean it can be but just sort of like uh something that you feel is like your own space to like dwell in with your bleak thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. and as someone who has struggled with like perpetual loneliness all the time like it it uh it connects in a visceral way so that's good to hear yeah yeah um poor family though you know uh, <laughs> they were all inside <laughs> yeah but they had their dream house they got it all right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's true um this too shall pass as they say mm -hmm. even the good things so crone is more of your like um ambient and like you play with like uh drum pads and like uh um like um synths or or yeah it's like electronic production yeah sure okay yeah. uh which which i had done before under lbn 667 which uh was kind of like that it was a little more dance music inspired i still do that a bit with crone but uh, yeah, that last release, I just wanted to make something really ambient and uh, spacious because I started doing things a little differently. And that was what was working with how I was doing things. Sure. In terms of production, I mean, like. Uh, yeah. yeah um, fires on the distant moon. Um, where did that come from? Like, that, that to me, it's the same thing where I'm thinking of a texture or a environment and picturing it uh so like looking at this moon uh, and you can see stuff happening on it and maybe if you were there it would be more cataclysmic but from here it just looks like pretty and like subtly shifting and that was kind of what that album was doing like i used a lot of lfos controlling uh, like uh electronics that controlled other parameters of other synths and stuff like that so throughout each song they would like kind of shift kind of like if you were seeing like some light happening from eight years ago or something you know yeah that's that's real uh like when we see stars twinkle like we're seeing the light from like because it's crossing so many light years like that is some pretty prehistoric light that we're actually seeing mm -hmm. in stars which is a trippy trippy thought definitely i think that the album like you can apply that to life here too like kind of phasing things that don't impact you things like that to try to um, I didn't sit down to think about it like this, but like, like that view of these things are going on, but to you, they're just like these blurry uh, light streams, like going past your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like where 
you can't really minimize the bigger picture. Like you, like you can't like focus in on like say you were looking at a like a like you're you were looking at the Earth from space or something. Like it's literally like you know seven billion people, but you can't like zoom in on any microcosm of the globe and yeah. like see really like what's going on here you know there could be massive uh political destabilization going on in this tiny in this really tiny pocket to right, you. But you just see the fires you just see right. like the lights the pretty lights yeah 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 exactly or i'm really into um i'm really into like weather photography so mm -hmm. I think about that a lot when I look at like pictures of like tornadoes where it's like, oh, it looks cool. Like you see the funnel and you see, you know, the, the cyclone, but really like it's causing, you know, massive wreck. Like it, it just destroys everything in its path. And it's like both um, under your own name and it's Corona. Yeah. What are, I, I, are you uh, working on new solo material now? Um, I do have, I think it's going to be an EP of Aiden Key's stuff. I'm kind of waiting. I've got another EP coming from another artist or an album coming from another artist on Sickle Moon. So maybe after that, I'll release it. I think it needs like one more song. I've been kind of blocked on Crone stuff after that album. So uh, usually I have to go back and forth to be creative. So had any of those songs been done like you know pre-covid like when shows were still a thing like had you done any of that stuff like live at all uh no i considered it if it ever arose but i get it would be simple enough to teach like the people in haunter but yeah it's just a big part of that album like i was talking about uh the new ep a little less so is the aesthetic of it and the production of it um the environment it creates and i wound up liking a lot of the songs i wrote for it um in terms of like their quality um but i think they'd lose something if they didn't have the backdrop of uh, the grit of the album yeah yeah i get that that makes sense i guess that's ultimately yeah it's um what you see it um for the material um i know i i should ask about sickle moon itself like just kind of how it started how long it's been going um i guess it's been going a long time there was a time where it was dormant i started it because there's all this music that i liked that and myself i felt all this resentment inside for I was at the time submitting a lot of my electronic music to labels to try to get it out there to people. And I didn't feel like it fit anywhere. Um, like electronic music labels are usually uh, very well produced or very low fidelity. And I'm in the middle of like all that stuff, I feel like. Um, and initially the idea for Sickle Moon was like, I'm gonna release something on here. I'm going to find these people that uh, make music because they 
they like have to, you know, like, um, and they, they're not going to get released by someone and get a bunch of attention. And they probably won't if they're released on Sickle Moon either, unless someday like something happens. Like, but um, it's about the aesthetic of the music. So it might not all be the same genre, but it is that core idea that it's almost like folk art in that people then make it because they're like, I'm going to make this because I was commissioned or I'm going to make this because um, I want to try this new technique or something like that. It comes from the root of why I started making music where you have something in you and you use your phone to record some songs, you know, and I've always loved that aspect of different songs and you can hear it in different music. And so I wanted to focus on that with my label. So. Awesome. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I love that. Like, I, I just want to put it out and have this cohesive thing that I'm making. And I've recently become way more motivated to pursue it. And I think part of that is just like, like, what am I doing? Why do I care about this stuff? Like, I don't feel that resentment that I had back then. Like, I don't for a long time, I wanted to make music for a living, you know? And that's where a lot of that came from was frustration with not being able to. But uh, it's just not, I think that where I'm going with Sickle Moon now is to show that it's it doesn't have to be like that. And I'm trying to teach myself that again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying that, man. Because, uh, I mean, I'm definitely someone who looks to music for that sense of otherwise um, inarticulate meaning that I look for in life. Like I, like I said before, you know, like I struggle with like loneliness, anxiety, dread, like just feeling misunderstood like you know that's those are feelings that have commonly like uh affected me throughout my life and that's also just why I feel like I gravitate so much towards like a lot of experimental and ambient music because it's so harsh and abrasive and honest like it's not trying to fit any I mean, it can, but not all the time. It doesn't have to uh, follow conventional like pop standards. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that is entirely um, just organic to like applying sound and texture to concepts and ideas and feelings that the artist um, is just like... Uh, um, making sense of at the time that they're creating it it's kind of the way I feel like I've I've lived my life like as an adult like where you know I I don't like doing what's expected and I also like people and art and ideas that are also very like you know like just think in authentic ways or I love that kind of stuff like I got pretty into like harsh noise like a beginning of quarantine some industrial stuff like this stuff that like I felt is just so 
like where I needed some some kind of soundtrack to the chaos and absurdity that was going on in my mind, not making sense of things. A lot of art is about processing and yeah. everyone processes things differently. And sometimes you um, understand some the way someone's processing something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I liked the Sam Malali project a lot too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I met him through my partner. She did she does classical voice stuff. And I heard that song, uh, A Dream. And I was just like, this is exactly like I drive a lot for my, my work. And I'm driving around in the winter in the middle of Wisconsin or something. And I heard that song from him. I was like, this is perfect for this. So I knew that I wanted it released in winter so i could listen to it you know yeah yeah good stuff um yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to the recordings and releases to come on your mm -hmm. label i'm a i'm a fan of of I've, I've been a fan of uh all your projects man um and i uh <laughs> i'm i'm glad uh i'm glad you could come on the show today to talk a little bit more about just what's been what goes through your mind as you're making all of it yeah i'm glad to talk it out because like we just talked about you think of other things when you're talking about it and that's a good thing yeah image like i assign a lot of imagery to sound and texture mm -hmm. um and colors too yeah uh so aiden as we're closing out here as uh uh, I ask everyone the same two questions on the way out. Okay. Uh, the first is, uh, Aiden, what keeps you up at night? Hmm. Uh, my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> nice. Uh, what, what are you been playing? Bravely Default 2 and Slay the Spire. Very nice. What puts you to sleep is the second question cool air and speech what's your like heating configuration like in your house this is a question you ask all your people no 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 it's not i ask because i have radiators in my apartment and it gets too hot like too yeah hot. that's messed up yes. uh well we have central uh heating but it really only hits downstairs because the upstairs of our house is an attic was an attic that was converted um, so up here it gets colder or hotter in the summer, but we also have this great Duraflame space heater that we got when we couldn't put a fireplace up here. So it makes a little projection of a fire on the wall and it heats the room really well. Oh, wholesome is that? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, um, yeah, well, through all winter, like I've had to, my heat, my radiators are so hot that I still crack the window even when it was right. sub zero. But uh, I guess my version of your Duraflame uh, projection is my lava lamp. Yeah, uh, it works. Um, but it gets it gets really hot in here over the summer. So uh, put the AC unit back in the window, and that does wonders. Thanks, thank you, Aiden, for being on the show. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was like being in a bar and talking with someone. And 
like a like a stranger and then you're like yeah me too and like uh here yeah it felt almost exactly like that i don't know if anyone else has told you that but that's what it reminded me of a lot i'm glad I, i'm glad to hear you say that because uh i i guess that's the demeanor i go for because um, mm -hmm. we're having beers on a in, a in a virtual capacity here and uh i do look forward to when we can do that in real life again yeah we should definitely soon. do that sometime i'd love that for everyone watching uh be sure to uh check out uh stream haunter uh we got um records please understand halloween three uh those are the recent records. Uh, check those out. Check out Aiden Keys, Dreamhouse Burning Down, Whole Families Inside. Uh, check out Crone, Fires on a dis Distant Moon. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of good stuff. Check them out on Bandcamp. Check out Sickle Moon Recordings. We'll be tagging the link so you can check it out. And uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. As always, we'll see you next time.